from Him who is the gospel of peace. Come all grace, mercy, and peace to each of you today. Amen. You know, it's said that before you judge somebody, you should walk a mile in their shoes. You get a different perspective. Too often, we act like what Jack Handy said one day on Saturday Night Live. Go ahead and walk a mile in somebody's shoes. That way, when you judge them, you're a mile away and you have their shoes. Too often, that is our judgmental hearts and in, in in our actions and the way that we interact with people. We, we make assumptions based on the way somebody looks or based on their economic status or any other number of things. Have you ever stood in somebody else's shoes? Maybe when you were a little like me growing up, you stood in your dad's shoes or your mom's shoes and you pretended to be him. Um, my kids do it, although I think they mock me more than they want to be me. But that's what we do sometimes. We stand in their shoes and we pretend to act like, you know, that person that fills them. Sometimes we look at others and we wish we were in their shoes. And other times, not so much. Shoes have a role, biblically. They're a part of leveret marriage customs. They have symbolic uh, significance in confirming public um, renunciation of marriage rights back in the day. Uh, just look to Ruth. She's a good example of how shoes are used in that. According to customs, if you had your sandal removed, you were dispossessed of something. Moses. Moses was told to take his shoes off by, by God as the Lord appeared to him on burning bush. Why? Because he was standing on holy ground. And then in, in Amos, the Lord says, for three transgressions of Israel, or for four, I will not revoke the punishment because they sell the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. Those who trample the head of the poor into the dust of the earth and turn aside the way of the afflicted. In Jewish rabbinic tradition, Joseph's brothers had sold him for a pair of shoes. His brothers said, we will not buy food for it because it is the price of blood for our brother, but we will tread upon him because he spoke that he'll have dominion over us, and then we'll see what happens to his dreams. When you look at all the ways that shoes are used biblically, they all seem to deal with relationships. Whether it's a transfer of property, whether it's reconciliation, or even, dare I say, redemption. And we know, we know that relationships are important to our Lord. I wonder if Jesus was wearing shoes that day that he was up on the side of the mountains when he had called his disciples together, when he had chosen the 12 apostles, and then he traversed down to that level place where all those people were filled with demons and all kinds of illnesses. Nonetheless, whether he was wearing shoes or not, Jesus didn't stay on the side of the mountain, did he? Jesus' feet carried him down to a level place. His power went out for him, from him. People were healed. Demons fleed. And now we catch them today speaking to us from that level place. And in a way, he's calling us to walk in his shoes. It was thought back in the ancient communities that to imitate your leader was necessary. And this is almost what Jesus is telling us today. He says, be merciful even as your father is merciful. You know, mercy. That thing we forget about sometimes. Letting people off the hook when they, when they deserve vengeance. Or not using our power or status to seek vengeance upon somebody when we certainly could. And what, is, what does mercy look like? Jesus tells us to love our enemies and to do good to those who hate us. 
to bless those who curse us and pray for those who abuse us, to give to everybody who begs from us and not demand back from those who seek our goods. Jesus tells us that God's kind to even the ungrateful and the evil. I think, my friends, that it's important for us to both understand and to relate that mercy mercy is not confined or just framed in the construct of the here and now. It's not confined to a certain place or a certain time frame. But it's concerned overall with, with future events, with final judgment, with what will happen to somebody's soul upon their death. And to live this means to put ourselves in Jesus' shoes. To live in Jesus' shoes means to live and to experience the bigger picture of God's glory and mercy. So I'm going to ask you right now to put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a moment. Imagine you're Joseph. You were sold off by your brothers. Your brothers sought to kill you. They had no idea what was going to happen to you, but God blessed you, right? And now you've, you've risen into the great ranks of the Egyptian society. You have great status and power. And one day, those very people who sought to harm you, to kill you, show up. Now put yourself in Joseph's shoes. What would you do? Perhaps those brothers now represent the person that cuts us off an I-4 or scammed us out of money or stole our identities or wronged us in some way, shape, or form. And we lie in wait for that golden opportunity of vengeance. We've got the status and the power to do whatever we want, and that person who wronged us shows up before us. What would you do? Could you blame Joseph if he wanted to seek vengeance upon his brothers? But oddly enough, Joseph doesn't. He doesn't seek revenge. Even when they were dismayed at seeing him. Joseph, why is he this way? Because he experienced the grace and mercy of God. And he knows the bigger picture of God's mercy. And this is what he says to his brothers. And now, do not be distressed or angry with yourselves. Because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. What a picture to have, to preserve life. And Joseph wasn't just talking about his brother's lives or his father's life or his family's life. I mean, look at their current conditions. They're two years into a, to a famine with five more years to go. Joseph is concerned with something even greater. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and, and to keep alive for you many survivors. This is beyond that situation. It's even beyond us today. Yet it's God's mercy. Experience that mercy that helps Joseph to see his greater plan for mercy. To understand how his life had been spared and how God provided for him. God didn't allow those shoes that his brothers brought to tread on his head, did he? He didn't allow that to happen. Rather, he gave the mercy. He experienced the mercy Joseph did and went forth doing the Lord's will. And Joseph forgives and mercy is shown and reconciliation happens all for the sake of something bigger than that moment. How easy is it to get caught up, my friends, in wanting vengeance? To have that mentality, dare I say, is like wearing a bad pair of shoes. When I was between my junior and senior years in college, I had Wrecked my feet, something fierce. Didn't have a lot of money. I was poor. I had cheap shoes. 
So my, my feet took a long time to heal. I had cheap shoes. You know why? Because I was spending my money all on something else. And when I met my wife, my wife said, never again will we skimp on our feet. Our feet are important to our health. Somebody once told me that a shoe is not only a design, but it's a part of your body language and the way that you walk. The way you're going to move is quite dictated by the feet, you know, or the shoes that you have on your feet. So if you know, if you've ever worn a bad pair of shoes, you know what happens, right? Your feet hurt tremendously. End up getting blisters. You end up moving sideways because you can't walk straight and upright because it's just not comfortable. Think about how, how that is in terms of how we interact with the people around us. Not only here in church, but out in society, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our communities. If we're to be relational people, then we've got to understand people. Not shun them. Not make assumptions based upon the way they look or where they live. The world needs empathy. The Lord calls us not to judge, lest we be judged. And yet for years, we continue to struggle with that. As Christians, what does Christ call us to do? To show mercy the way His Father shows mercy. We're to walk in His ways. The Apostle Paul tells us to be imitators of Christ. Today, Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God. And what's part of that wardrobe? Shoes. The gospel of peace. Paul says, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. These are shoes that dictate our body language and cause us to move in a Christ-like fashion. That helps us to empathize with others and to gain that perspective of what maybe they're going through in life. That's what it means to be relational people for the Lord. To spend time getting to know each other. Asking questions. Not turning them away or beating them down. He doesn't call us to use our shoes to trample upon the poor or the needy or the lame. Jesus is meant for everybody. He crosses social boundaries. He goes to level places. He shows us that the kingdom of God calls for attitudes and actions to be extended for the good of others and for the building up of our communities. And thus, as his disciples, we're supposed to take positive actions, steps towards the welfare of all people, even those that we're in conflict with. And in doing so, then we need to put ourselves in others' shoes, to gain perspectives, to build relationships, to share peace, to show mercy, to seek and extend forgiveness. Who do you need to do that with today? Who do you know that needs to experience Jesus' peace? Think back to those times that the Lord stepped into your shoes, took the wrath and vengeance in your place, and how that mercy felt as a redeemed person of God. Let us adorn our feet with the gospel of peace as Christ has done for us. He's walked in our shoes, gained our perspectives, extended us grace, and brought us mercy. In our baptisms, we were cleansed, we're reconciled, and given the Holy Spirit that helps us to not only live in that holy peace, but to share it with others. In Holy Communion, that we're going to take in a little bit, We experience His forgiveness and mercy, and our souls are retread. So the next time you go to your closet and you ponder what 
pair of shoes to put on in the morning? First, put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Step into the shoes of Christ. As Paul says in Romans, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And to God be all the glory. Amen.